So this is uh, part six of Acts of Yeshua's emissaries, the, the Shalakim, chapter 24. Acts chapter 24. And today we will begin and finish off uh, verses six, going to the end of this uh, chapter here. I will probably have time to actually uh, begin next uh, message, but I'll just be reading that, that upcoming chapter towards the end. So we're in uh, Acts chapter 24, and we're beginning in verse number 16. Indeed, and who's speaking here but Rav Shaul? What is the background? He's now uh, standing before uh, Felix, who's the procreator of Israel. And he's been accused by the head koinim, which is a high priest from Jerusalem, and members of the Sanhedrin about defiling the temple and doing perverse things. So let us begin. Indeed, it is because of this that I make my point always to have a clear conscience in the sight of God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring a charitable gift to my nation and to offer sacrifices. It was in connection with the latter that they found me in the temple. I had been ceremonially purified, and I was not with a crowd, and I was not causing a disturbance. But some Jews from the province of Asia, they brought to be here they ought to be here before you to make a charge if they have anything against me. See, in the rule of courts, you cannot be prosecuted for a crime unless there are literal witnesses that will actually come in person and state what crime or offense you've done against them. But they're not there going forward here. Yeah, verse 20, thank you. Or else let these men themselves say what crime they have found me guilty of when I stood in front of the Sanhedrin. What is Sanhedrin? But the ruling religious body of both Sadducees and Pharisees that were during the time of the writing of the scripture. You know what's amazing? In Israel today, there is now a religious body, and they're called the Sanhedrin. Going forward, verse 21. Other than this, one thing which I shouted out when I was standing among them. I'm on trial before you today because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. But Felix, who had, had a rather detailed knowledge of the things connected with the way, and what is the way? Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except in and through me. Going forward here. Put them off saying, when, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered the captain to keep Shaul in custody, but to let him have a considerable liberty and not prevent any of his friends from taking care of of his needs. 
See, that prison system isn't like what we have today, where the state pays for your food, they house you, they clothe you, they take care of all your needs. In that uh, prison system, which was predominantly Roman, because who is in charge of Israel at that time? Yes, the Lord in heaven is always in charge in Israel, but literally on earth, it was the Roman government. So they had to go through these, both the Sanhedrin and the Roman judicial system. Both were at play in this. And so he was now allowing these friends, family members of Rav Shaul to come to feed him, to clothe him. And if he needed a doctor, they would provide for a physician to come. Going forward here, to give you a little bit of historical background and comparison of what, what we face today. But Felix, who had rather detailed knowledge of the things connected with the way, put them off saying, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, he will decide your case. He ordered the captain to keep Shaul in custody, but to let him have considerable liberty and not prevent any of his friends from taking care of his needs. After some days, Felix came along with Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Shaul and listened to him as he spoke about trusting in Messiah Yeshua. You may be wondering, well, why did the uh, procurator bring his wife to hear, to observe the communication? Because she was of a Jewish heritage. And what were the majority of charges against Rav Shaul? That he had profaned the temple, he was misleading the people, he'd leading them to deception. And what better a person than someone who grew up in the heritage and culture of the Jewish people would know whether or not what is true, what is not true, and to kind of get a, a feedback from her. Because the scripture doesn't tell us about the communication that happened between Felix and Drusilla. Because Felix was a Roman. He was from the nations. And every decision that he made Sanhedrin would investigate on their own, but also the emperor in Rome would investigate all his decisions because what was Rome trying to do? To quell any, any potential riots. So most cases, what the emperor allowed the procurator to go ahead and decide on his own, but know this, how you decide this, you will be ultimately accountable even to your own death and the death of your family members if I have egg on my face here. So going forward here, to give you a little bit, bit of background what's, what's taking place here as I fill in the gaps. After some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewish. And, she, and he sent for Shaul and listened to him. And he spoke about trusting in the Messiah Yeshua. But when Shaul began discussing righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment. What is the coming judgment? Wait a second. Is this man not a procurator? Is he not underneath the, uh, the authority of the emperor of Rome? Who 
in the known world has such a great power and authority than the emperor of Rome, Caesar? Is he not a god? In the minds of his own people, he is. So this judgment he's speaking of, of the one true God's judgment that everyone will face from the time of her father, Adam and Eve, being born, lived and died, up until the writing of the scripture and going on into the future as the Lord has ordained man to live on this earth. There's a coming, coming judgment that all of us will face going forward here. Felix became frightened. Notice this. There is conviction coming upon his heart. I believe that the spirit of living God is speaking to him. This corrupt man who has a very godly, humble man who's standing before him. The light that shines through Rav Shaul is evident here. Think of his composure. Can you imagine having the high priest of the nation of Israel and the whole Sanhedrin to a certain point in agreement that you should be put to death on false accusations and it appears that you're standing all alone, but you're not because Yeshua said, I'm going to send you to be my witness even into Rome. Why does the Lord allow us to live here? Why isn't he simply the very moment that we receive and accept Yeshua as our Messiah? Why don't, why don't he just simply just take us up? Harpazo, catch us up to be with him immediately. We are to be his witnesses. Did not Yeshua say to his Talmudim, I go now to prepare a place in my father's house. I will be coming back for you. But with this, know this, that just as they have persecuted me, the world, who've been instigated by whom? Hasatan himself, the devil. He wants to put out our testimony. He wants to, to diminish the light that is in us, the hope that is in us. And the world is looking for a leader today, are they not? Who's your leader? It's not the president that sits in the White House. And those who are listening on the podcast, it's not whoever leader, whether they be male or female of your nation, but who's the leader? But Abba, Father God, through his son Yeshua, by the power and equipping and the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of the living God. Are we not salt and light upon this earth? Who is restraining evil to run its full course? One day, our witness as the bride of Messiah will be taken from this earth. And what will take place then? The world is looking for a leader. And even Israel that has a blinder over its eyes today will enter into a covenant with that leader, the anti-Messiah in the future. That's, and then this earth is going to be judged. God's wrath is going to be poured out. We're warned in the scripture, this is coming. Are we warning others? Are we encouraging them to know Messiah? See, that was Rav Shaul's whole desire here. Can you imagine how the world would have changed if Felix and his wife, Drusilla, when it came to a saving knowledge in Messiah. 
in Rav Shaul's own life, when he was persecuting those followers the way, we see how that transformation of his life has impacted those people at they're living today, and how about us today? Luke is writing by the inspiration of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of Living God, what took place then. And those congregations that were being birthed daily were being encouraged as these epistles, these letters were being written. Are we not equipped and empowered and given hope by these little words today? The testimony of Rav Shul, does that not stir within you even today? Are you looking forward to meeting him face-to-face in the near future? And all these others who stood in the gap and suffered greatly so that you and I could be rich by God's word. And how about the holy prophets of the Tanakh? See, this is all interwoven together. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's get back directly to the scripture. Verse 25, but when Shaul began to discuss righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix became frightened and said, for the time being, go away. I will send for you when I get a chance. At the same time, he hoped, and this is the spirit of living God revealing this, who knows the intentions and, and what's going on in the minds and the hearts of even people who are not even redeemed yet by the blood of the Lamb. At the same time, he hoped that Shaul would offer him a what? A bribe. Because what was the head coinine and the Sadducees wanting to do? They wanted to bribe the situation. They wanted to be able to seize Rav Shaul and by happenstance put him to death. To silence him. And so... Festus, excuse me, Felix, the next gentleman, next chapter, his name is Festus. Um, he now wants to press Shaul to see if, yeah, well, they're, they're of the same mindset. He's, he's, from, he's from the nation Israel. Well, they, they deal in bribes. That's, that's, that's acceptable. Uh, let, let, let's see if I, I, if, if I can press him so much that maybe I can, I can squeeze out of him a bribe. Then all the matter will be pushed underneath the carpet and let's move on. At the same time, he had hoped that Shoal would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him rather often and kept talking with him. And do you think that Rav Shoal said, you know what, I've asked the, the different Messianic communities both in... Uh, Israel here and around Asia to take up an offering so I can, I, 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 I can actually, you know, get out on bond? No. He was the Lord's witness and testimony going forward here. After two years, Felix was succeeded by Procreus Festus because Felix wanted to grant the Judean Leaders a favor. Favor. Bribes. Political intrigue. Sounds like what's going on in the world today, does it not? Does the world change its spot? No, that's how they operate. By deception. By doing all these evil things. Now let us now go uh, deeper here in the scripture. 
Now let us turn to Galatians chapter 2. Uh, verse 10. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 10. Who wrote the book of Galatians? Yeah, Apostle Paul, Rav Shaul. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 10. I'll back up to verse 9. So having perceived what grace had been given to me, Yaakov, James, Kepha, Peter, and Yohanan acknowledged pillars of the community extended to me, and Barnaba, who is Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, so that we may go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. What is that saying there? But that both Kepha and Yohanan and Yaakov, their focus was to reach their Jewish brethren with the good news. But Rav Shaul and Barnabas was sent to do a work among the Gentiles. Now here, verse 10. Their only request was that we should remember the poor, which are the very thing I have spared no pains to do. So this is giving a little bit of background that even on the outset of the laying of hands and going towards the uh, nations to proclaim the good news to the Gentiles here, that they were to take up an offering for the poor and the suffering in Jerusalem. So here, giving a little bit more deeper background here, where believing Jews and Gentiles are now joined together as they're one in Messiah to show kindness and charity towards the Jews specifically, that Shaul considered the Messianic community in Jerusalem part of the Jewish nation. Here it is not even an issue. Nor should there be any question today that Messianic Jews are part of the Jewish people. So going back here, that was the end of verse 16. Now going back here uh, to this portion of scripture in verse 19. But some of the Jews from the province of Asia, they ought to be here before they make a charge if anything is against me. But some of the Jews of Asia ought to be here. Saul now interrupts his own more accurate report than what was transcribed in the temple, perhaps to gain control of his hot temper before discussing in front of the non-Jewish judge the misbehavior of his own fellow Jews. And where do we see that? As we turn now to Acts chapter 23. Because I wasn't able to read the beginning part of this, this one chapter here. But there's all these accusations. There's all these lies. They're being perpetrated. And you know, it's just like, it's just as plain as can be. Anyone, even a small child could see that these accusations were false by the evidence that was simply uh, prepared and laid out. And so Rav Shaul, to compose himself, because you know what? We have feelings, do we not? Have you ever been falsely accused? And God gave you gr grace? 
But what does the Lord warn us? Do not let them take away from you your what? Your peace. And Rav Shaul is demonstrating that. It's okay to be angry and angry at someone, but we're commanded to do what? But to sin not. When that anger turns to hatred and murder in our heart, then we've crossed that red line and we need to repent. So we have to compose ourselves, not leading on our own intellect or strength. That's why Yeshua said this, that in that very day and hour that they bring you into the synagogues and they bring you before judges, both those who are religious and non-religious judges, know this, don't worry about what you're about to say or speak, but in that very moment, the Ruach, the Spirit will give you the words to speak forward. Rav Shaul has been demonstrating that to us. Let's continue here in Acts chapter 23 as we, we, need, we need to re-examine these accusations here. Verses 2 and 5. This will be short and brief. Acts 22 verses uh, 2 through 5. 23. Acts 23 verses 2 and 5. But the Kohen Hananiah ordered those standing near him, near Rav Shaul, to strike him on the mouth. Then Shaul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Will you sit there judging me according to the Torah, yet in violation of the Torah order me to be struck? The men nearby said, this is the Kohen Haggadah of God. You're insulting. Shaul said, I didn't know, brothers, that he was the Kohen Haggadah. For it says in the Torah, you are not to speak disparagingly against the ruler of your people. See, when, when even the, the people that were accusing him falsely and mistreating him, and Rav Shaul spoke out, he did not inquire of the Lord. Who is this one that just ordered for me to be struck? Because he was caught up in his emotions. Have there not been times when you and I have been caught up in our emotions? We've said and done things and then later we regret it. But you see here that he is a pliable, teachable spirit. And he quotes it in the scripture. Because he doesn't want to do what? To show any offense before God and man. See, his conscience is a conscience of a child. Are not our consciences to be the same? Absolutely here. Going forward now to verse number 20. Or else let these men themselves say what crime they have found me guilty of when I stood in front of the Sanhedrin. More background here. Shaul now not only believes, but has seen and heard the resurrected Yeshua. His point is that the Jewish community divided on whether resurrection takes place or not is no condition to judge him. Other Messianic Jews on whether Yeshua is the Messiah. It would be as if Ferdinand Magellan's crew were to stand trial for claiming that they have circumnavigated the globe before judges who differed on whether the earth was round or flat. 
Wait a second, Rabbi, you mean that actually there were highly educated men that lived in this world that believed that the world is flat? Yes, they did. That's part of history. But going forward, the principle can be applied today. For example, if a group of people, Jewish or not, is divided on whether or not the Bible is God's inspired word to humanity. With most of the right-wing people, example, Orthodox Jews and Evangelical Christians say it is, and most left-wing people, example, Reformed Jews, liberal Christians, and secularists saying it is not or hedging, it would become confounding issues for Messianic Jews to try to defend his faith before of them altogether since they would already, for their own reasons, be in a disagreement over a point that the Messianic Judaism takes and are here now given. So going forward here now to verse 22. Who is uh, this Lysias? Remember, he was the commander there that saw that they were, were going to tear Rav Shaul apart as they were meeting in the temple courts of Shavuot. So he's trying to disqual the riot. So he goes and he arrests Rav Shaul. And remember about uh, Rav Shaul's own sister's son, the nephew that came and said, there's a plot to take his life. All this going behind the scenes, he witnessed to it. And he's not there yet. And this has been, what, two years? that Rav Shaul has been in house arrest. So you see, this all took time. So looking now to verse 22. There is no evidence that he ever did calm down. Go up to Caesarea. Felix is simply putting off a decision in Shaul's favor that would alienate the leaders of the people he's ruling. So now going here further, as we're ending here, the deeper thoughts. Drusilla, remember she is Felix's wife? Who was Drusilla? Drusilla was the daughter of Herod Agrippa I. She was Jewish. And is that from this that Felix acquired a rather more detailed knowledge of these things connected of the way? And what was the way? As Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, but in, in through me. <coughs> she may have even been a witness to hearing Yeshua <coughs> speak. Scripture doesn't give us all those details. Or she knew of others that heard credible witnesses to hear Yeshua preach about the kingdom. History later records that Drusilla and her son died in the eruption on Mount Vesuvius <coughs> that later destroyed uh, Pompeii. You know what's amazing? They're still doing excavations of that site. There are people that are encased. <coughs> Their remains <coughs> are encased in sulfur and ash. But if you tear apart the encasing, everything inside has been 
completely consumed to ash. So they have, they have dug up horses and people. And it, the encasing, it's just like if you were just put into a mold. The only thing that remains, because your body from the intense heat was completely consumed. And that's like a timepiece of destruction. So going forward here. In verse 25, righteousness and self-control. That's the portion here where Rav Shaul speaks to him about Felix, about his own righteousness. You know, it's amazing that, that the Ruach, the Spirit, didn't let uh, Luke expound upon this even more. Think about this. These are discussions going on for two years. And Rav Shaul does not change his format. He's a preacher of righteousness and self-control. And you know what? This was just a rebuke directly to this man who was a leader who had Rav Shaul's life in his own hands. But Rav Shaul had already died and given his life to Messiah. He was now, now willing to live a life as a holy living sacrifice unto God, was to give a testimony of the way in God's kingdom. So righteousness, self-control, and what the coming judgment. Warning him that if you do not repent of your evil ways, you will be recipient of God's judgment, which is eternally be separated from God the Father, who sent his lo loving son on your behalf to die in our place. So think about the weight that was upon Felix's heart. Shaul delivered a complete salvation message suited to the condition of his hearer. Just as we receive from the Ruach HaKodesh. And there are three different stages here. The past, when Yeshua through his atoning day, death made righteousness available to everyone. Where is that found? We don't have time to go through all these scriptures today. But Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. Romans chapter 3, 21 through 26. And Romans chapter 5, 8. The present, when the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, empowers believers to live increasingly holy lives. Has not the Father said, I've called you to walk in holiness? But he does not allow us to walk in holiness of our own comprehension, designer plan, because we fall short. The spirit of the living God is the one that reveals truth to us. So when the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, empowers the believers to lead increasingly holy lives with self-control, this is found in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And the last part of his message was this, and the future. When everyone, including Felix, you and I shall be judged for the things that we've done. Where is that found? But in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10. Excuse me, 1 Corinthians, yeah, 3, 10 through 15. 
Felix was now frightened enough not to hear more about the judgment, but not frightened enough to believe the good news of the gospel, which offers an alternative to divine penalty for sin and death. How will we escape if we ignore such a great deliverance? Where is that found but in Messianic Jews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. Lastly, he hoped, Felix hoped, that Shaul would offer him a bribe because he heard about this charitable gift. And this piqued his interest. Perhaps he thought that the Gentiles would contribute to the Jewish nation and it might provide funds for Paul, for Rav Shaul, Paul, to buy his own freedom. And lastly, a new person is introduced. His name is Procurius Festus, the brand new procurator. See, because the, the uh, Caesar from Rome, the emperor, he had replaced Fes, Felix with Festus. And he, uh, this Festus served as procurator of Judea from 59 to 62 common era. Because the Persia family had attained senatorial rank in Roman centuries earlier. A lot of times it would be passed down from father to son just like a trade that you would have. But it was usually bought through corruption and evil acts. Shabbat Shalom. This is the ending of chapter 24 because of our time. We will not begin chapter 25.